Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubinstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box in their field, industry, or even just in his office. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we have an absolute legend here today. If you are interested in controlling markets, like I'm talking building market share on another level, there's very few people like this man in front of me who has done it at the level he has. Jason Boone, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Gav. What's going on, man? That was uh, a good intro. You should be on TV. I love it. You've you've lost weight, man. Uh, Yeah, mate. I've lost a little bit of weight surfing. Have you always loved surfing? Yeah, mate. It's sort of the one constant thing I've done since I was five. Good gauge for me. I know how I'm traveling if related to surfing. If I'm surfing a lot and enjoying it, then I kind of know my world's going well. If I'm in the water a bit cranky trying to snake people for waves, (laughs) I know I'm not traveling too well. Shit ain't going good. You you surfing all crazy because we do a bit of business together. Also, we've spoken a lot over the years. Sometimes when I call you in remote places when you're not working and it's holidays. Talking Every about, day. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> talking about like big tarantula spiders. You rang me while I was in Java and G-Land and I'd just woken up to a, a bird-eating spider that was the size of a cat. It was next to my bed and I screamed like a squealed like a little girl in a surf camp of all tough guys that were surfing 10-foot waves oh, at, right. at G-Land. But this thing was looked like a cat. It was- oh, um, In where? It's called Garajigan Gland. It's the tip of Java. It's a wild jungle and you get there by boat. I have a cardiac arrest. I'm a wuss. So why then did you decide to take the road of becoming one of Australia's best agents and not a pro surfer? Best one. Jeez, I thought I was the best. <laughs> don't we all? Look, I, I don't have an answer. Really good question. I've never actually been asked that. I wasn't good enough is, is, is the answer. Yeah, I like that. I was a bigger body and played football and didn't have the mindset. It was something that you needed to have a mindset when you were younger. I had to make a lot of mistakes to get the mindset. And then later on, real estate became easier for me. 15 to 30 is your window. Kelly Slater threw that out the window at 50, still winning. Yeah, he's killing it. He's something else. And I wasn't right then in the head to make something of it. Right. Yeah. So things got better later than what it did Earlier on. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. would probably be the right answer. So let's talk about the real estate thing. I mean, Jason Boone, the name, the brand, it's legendary in the eastern suburbs. <laughs> I need to carry you around and roll you out at listings. <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, look, you've been doing it a long time. And my big thing when I look at your business from a macro viewpoint, because I don't know the ins and outs of it, is when you look at Potts Point, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Bay, and I use this market share Mm-hmm. term at the start of the, the conversation. I think you've done it better than anyone. I mean, oh, yeah, there are, there are other agents who are there who, who dominate, but you know, you're the, you're the go-to guy and you have been for a sustained period of, of time in that area. How did you start in your career and what do you think were the three main aspects you focused on to create that? It's two parts. First part is I fell into real estate because I couldn't do anything else. I didn't read or write very well. That's my thing. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't great at school. The career manager at school told me I wasn't going to go anywhere if I didn't go to uni. And I said, well, your job's not too good either. So I won't take advice from you. So I got a job as a property manager. Straight out of school? Straight out of you school. You grew up in Australia? Bronte I grew up in. Okay, cool. Went to Wavy College and Bronte Public School and Clovelly Public School. But I was no good at it. I had to do something. My brother's best mate was a real estate agent for Bernard McGrath which is not John McGrath. Bernard McGrath owned Lang and Simmons Pennington, which was my first job on Oxford Street. Right. Okay. Yeah. As okay. a property manager. And then I progressed to McGrath's after that as John's assistant in, oh, my, early, in my early 20s. So you were Johnny's? I never knew yeah. that. So- How was that? 
That was interesting. Yeah, John and I are still mates today. I like John. I'm a fan. You can't not be if you, you know. There's a lot of different sort of people out there. But, of course. But I can honestly sit here and say John was always very good to me. So yeah, I love that. You take it for what's in front of you, yeah. don't you? Everyone has their angles. For me, I, I worked there in an early age. Um, how, how long were you his assistant for? Not long. Probably worked underneath him for maybe a year. And there was also people like James Dack there at the time. It was called McGrath Goodhope, not not McGrath. It was uh, the first office in Paddington that he had, That's right. right. So uh, there was only about... I don't know, Small. six or seven people, yeah. But it was a hotbed, right? Look at all the legends. Actually, built. when I was coming back, I got sacked three times because I was pretty loose. <laughs> By John? So he sacked me twice. I did really well and then I'd get some money and then end up- Disappearing, yeah, yeah. Just like, a knucklehead. Yeah. Then I'd come back and the third time I sort of resigned because I thought he was going to sack me, so I didn't want him to get me the third time. You beat him to the punch, <laughs> I love it. What was the biggest lesson you learned from John? I think with John it was profile. The other thing I learned from John was tone. John had a really good tone and also the space between talking, like we're talking now. I remember he used to have a saying that it was the space between the bars that holds the tiger, not the bars. The bars can be there, but if you don't have the right spacing, you can't hold the tiger back. When you're around certain people, you absorb stuff. You may not get it straight away, but when the timing's right, whatever is looking after you brings that back up. Love that. I don't know if that makes sense to you. 100%. It's a little bit esoteric. I'm a little bit esoteric, but I love that. I mean- You've yeah. got to have the, the mindset of wanting to learn what you obviously had. Yeah. And I was learning bes- despite myself in some ways. So when uh, something had happened to me 10 years down the track, oh, that's why I was there 10 years ago. Got you. You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's the stuff why I made mistakes then. And really it's- uh, All meant to happen how it's supposed yeah, to, right? Yeah. And when you look back, mid-50s now, and I look back at where I was and what I was doing in my 20s, I now know why I did it. Makes sense. Had to be done. Yeah. Had to fall down the hole to make sure I could build a bridge. 100%. Yeah. You were assistant to John for a short period of time then? Drove him around, penciled yep. in auctions. Wow. Sometimes normal, sometimes not. Then I ended up doing some commercial real estate for him, then became a, a sales agent for him pretty young, made some good money in those days. And cool. then, you know, thought I'd made it because I was handing out my business card at the four in hand full of alcohol okay. and uh, a shiny suit. Lost my way a bit. And that would have been in probably around the 90s and just came in and out. So New York, the best and worst of everything at that time. There was no manual for it. I was given good opportunities yep. and I didn't take them. I took them for a short time, but I wasn't sustainable. I'd have to tell you that I learned a lot, but I slammed a lot of doors shut. Part of the learning. Yeah. These days I see a lot of the kids come in at 20 and 30 and they just fly or, or they don't. I was given all the opportunity to fly. I flew for a short period of time, but- just didn't have the maturity. Needed to make a lot of mistakes to to come back to real estate later on, like an old boxer and right. know how to work the ring. So how long do you have a break for? I probably got out of it in late twenties, had a few issues with myself personally and yep. you know, substance things and just got lost. Came back, no one to give me a job actually. I was probably around thirty, done a fair bit of damage. Small world. Eastern Cell is a small place. Small place. Yeah. These days they get to hide it and still manage things. I went down pretty quick and yep. everyone knew. I came back and got a job with a mate of mine I went to school with who was, you know, he's a pretty solid dude, you know, a great guy called Andrew Hoggart and Greg McKinley, which are my uh, business partners. They're Richard Syringe Bondi, right? Actually, no. I think Andrew may have started there. Hoggart was, used to be there. Yeah, that's his, I think maybe his brother or his, or his okay. father, but Andrew and Greg own Richard Syringe Potts Point from when they left school. Oh, okay, okay. So they went to my school. Greg and Andrew are around the same age. Right. I came back a, a new version Took a good look at myself about who I needed to be, found out a bit more about myself, which you do do in a two-year period. He was the only one to give me a job, mate. So I wasn't going to work in, in that 
inner city, Potts Point, Darling Point, That's Visit Bay Area. Essentially, the universe sent you there. I'll call it something else, but we'll call it the universe. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy because- I think the big fella might have put me there. Wow. So because he was the only one who gave you that opportunity, that's why you you were working Potts Point, Elizabeth Bay in the city. He's a solid person Mm -hmm. and I'd been seen all the different types of agents come and go. I was with McGrath for eight years, in and out, Mm -hmm. and I'd seen all the different characters and Mm -hmm. what have you. And I wasn't looking for that shiny McGrath thing anymore. Yep. I'd already seen it and it wasn't for me. Was McGrath shiny back then? You know, it was shiny, but not shiny. It was a place where a lot of people learned and a lot of people were given opportunity. And everyone forgets what John did provide. Whether they get along with him now or not, there was a lot of bouncing off a platform from there. I speak to a lot of the the top practitioners. I can name you 15 right now. The hotbed, it was like ridiculous, right? There's an element to, you know, they all at some stage played for the Melbourne Storm. When I was coming back, I didn't want that anymore. And yeah. I didn't care if I was doing well or making, I just wanted to d- finish one day at a time, a good job with a good bloke that has small agency and develop some relationship with my mate who's given me a job. So I just wanted to go home feeling like I'd done the right thing. It's crazy how you went from that to doing what you've done. I'd already had the bells and whistles. Didn't work for me at first. But then how did you go from starting in a new area to completely dominating it? I know you say, you know, one step at a time, and I want to go back to the break you had and when you got serious, because that's something cool to, to talk about. So, Gabe, if I go into that, it's going to go against the old sort of, you know, cold calling calls. Please. So these days it's all very, it's 20, 30, you know, it's a long time sure, ago. Sure, so sure. what I did is, is I just sort of looked at what did I need to do? And I've gone through this in a previous call. What did I need to do as a person? Yeah. This part of my brain wasn't really getting me where I wanted to go. Right. So I sort of had to put Jason Boone over here. Explain that to me. Gavin operates in who and what he thinks he is. And there's a idea of what people tell you are and you listen to. But at the end of the day, you're, an, you're just a person like me that eats, sleeps, walks and talks. And, and the messages that my brain were giving me wasn't getting me to success at that time. So I just wanted to put that over here for a minute. Got you. And do what a person needs to do to be good at this job. Do what a person needs to be to be a good mate. Do what a person needs to do to be a good father. Jason Boone, the character he thinks he is or sometimes doesn't work well. So sometimes we can use our cleverness in talking, our spaces, our dialogues, our character that we've got to operate in it, but you still got to strip it back, Gav, because you're a person. For and sure. What does a person need to do to be happy? When we get stuck too much in this, it can go good and it can go for sure bad very easily. Like if you look at a tennis player, he thinks it's him too much. Then he has a bad game. He thinks it's him. That's, and then you got Leighton who just plays the game every day the same way every, as a person. He plays his skill. Did you get that? Yep, yep, completely. So I had to try and get somewhere near that. How does a person, well, what do I need to do on a daily basis to be good at this job? And then Jason Boone, the character, can come in any time he wants. As long as I can sit behind who I think I am and do the fundamentals one moment at a time, the rest of it takes care of itself. What did those fundamentals look like to you? They were simplistic. Tell me about them. Waking up, having a swim or a surf, getting to work on time, having myself checked. Am I talking to another person in the right manner? Do I do the next right thing? Am I helping this person? Am I being proud of when I get home? Am I making... 20 good calls, everyone would tell me to make 100. And I say, no, I don't want to make 100 because yeah. I'm unhappy. Yeah. So I make 20 solid ones. Yeah. So you, you worked out what works for you, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it was. There were, there were moments as I got into it after a year or two where some arrogance kicked in, and I didn't want to chase business. So what I wanted to do is find money to create a profile so that they rang me. Prospecting becomes a prospected. It's the key. I wanted to be attracted to being used rather than making them attractive to me. Getting them to be attracted to me. What did you do? What were the activities? I turned left instead of right. Everyone was going right and call, calling, door knocking, mm-hmm. brochures. Mm-hmm. I, I just turned into marketing myself. A marketing yeah, machine. Yeah. And I forgot, stop being a real estate agent. I love that. Easy to be a real estate agent if you Easy. know how to talk. Yeah, for sure. Twelve dollars. Yep. Wants to pay eight. We sell it at ten. Yeah. Sometimes we sell it at thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> if you get it real yeah, right, of course. Of course. <laughs> but it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. When you talk about pricing, yeah. And can you put two people together? And how do you do that? Yep. So you can work that part out. But getting the listing and catching the wave, you can't win the heat. You got to catch the wave. Yeah. So the question I used to ask myself as as a person, what do I need to do? to be that guy that drives to work and doesn't walk into a room and make 200 phone calls where 195 people tell Take me to fuck off, off yeah. and, <laughs> and two tell me I'll sell in two years' time. Yeah. Or do I want to be a fucking person that drives into work and I get a phone call and says, hey, I'm looking Jason, I've got a place in Grantham that's worth 8 or $9 million. Do you think you can come and see me by 12 o'clock because I hear you're the person to call in the street? So who do you want to be? It's horses for courses, right? Some yeah, people want to- Then wanna... you need to strip that back to yeah. what person do you want to be to get to there? Yeah. So it's almost, I don't want to get into the law of attraction because everyone's doing it, but it's almost being that person already. That's going to attract the opportunities to you. You do right? it well yourself. Your profile is creating a profile of Gavin, correct? Yeah, yeah correct. You would have got that very early. Yeah, I resonate with what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, and you went and spent money on it. I bet you spent a lot on it. Huge. So nobody gets that, isn't it funny? Nobody. I always talk about it. I ran a sales meeting this morning with, 35 people here. Mm. And one of the main points I spoke about was marketing yourself, yeah. profile. And and people have this like issue with spending the money. Oh. But you're making the money. You're not reinvesting it back into the business. Well, they're the business, not you. But no. it, yeah. but it's you know, Jerome who's you know Jerome who who runs property I management. Jerome, yeah. yeah, he's um he's my partner in PM. He was my first first person to work with me ever. And I asked him today in front of everybody, I said, Don't you remember I used to reinvest every dollar I had into marketing myself. I was the same. Right. I was the same on a level. We didn't have Instagram or Facebook at the time, but, you know, walking to the streets, visiting coffee shops, everyone, local businesses. I I did a... Uh, a, a campaign about the history of the area and align yeah, myself. You used to do that very well. Yeah, so I wanted to learn about where my marketplace was because I wasn't just selling units in my area. I was yeah. selling a lifestyle in my area. So I wanted to align myself with a lifestyle of what Potts Point Elizabeth Bay was about so that I knew the, the quality of the area. What better way to anchor yourself into an area if you are the guy. Yeah. You're, you're attracted or to the what, what the area is about or the yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful. Okay. Or whatever. I think for me, if you look at it and ask yourself constantly, what behavior do I need as a person to be a good husband? It's a really good question. Yeah. You know? And then you can apply that to anything. Like what behavior do I need to be a person that's good at this job? It gets a bit lost with dialogue. It gets a bit lost with everyone else is doing. How do you stand out? It's so stripped back. You still got to use your character. Sure. Like we've, you and I've got characters. Sure. We operate in it, but we can't think it's who we are. Did you look at it and say, I needed to look at that when I was trying to get better. Did you look at it and say, 
Could you tell that there was a gap in that market or were you just kind of, I'm passionate about this, I've got this opportunity? Wasn't interested in the gap in the market, wasn't interested right. in any other agent, wasn't interested in going to visit someone else's open, wasn't interested in what they were doing. Love that. Couldn't care less about Love. anything else but what, what my game was like. I wasn't interested. All I wanted to go home and put myself to sleep and watch TV at Foxtel or whatever it was at the time knowing that I'd done the next right thing for that day and doing what I needed to do, become a good real estate agent in that area. I didn't care about anyone else, what they were doing. You got me in front of someone and I wanted to walk out of that living room. Winning them over. Winning them over or realising that I'm there for the right reasons and knowing what I knew about the area. So we're selling your property and we're also selling a lifestyle that might make us a bit more money. And so the intention wasn't even to to gain the market share that you got. It was just- It was to be known. There was a bit of fear there though. In the beginning, there was a lot of, there was a huge ego and low self-esteem, which today has leveled out a bit better. So there was a lot of that sort of coming back at 30 and- Insecurity stuff. Yeah. Yep. And so I needed them to like me. But I'd have to tell you that that's quite a driving force. A lot of us have it, but mate won't admit to it. You know, you want me to like you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. So it's it's sort of the same- in the living room. So there was a lot of fear around losing, which I had as a young age. So a lot of that was tied up in it as well. So I had to learn about going in for the right reasons and then also having a fine line about not losing the listing. Always a battle, isn't it? Huge. It's like how a, do I be real, honest? How do I, if I not be honest? Where do I go? Do I go too high? Act. Do I, you know, it's a lot to it. And it's, it's constantly evolving, right? I mean, look, you know, there was the time, don't get me wrong, where I walk in, overprice everything to get the listing and then try yep. and under, you know, I, I get that. That's out there. I've done it myself. I've done all the mistakes myself. Yeah. At the end of the day, I wasn't worried about what anyone else was doing. Always that same old line, you know, it's probably worth $20, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. I know you want 30, but let's have a crack for 25 to 30. If I don't get there, at least we started with honesty. Let me see if I can get it. That's how we change prices. I like that. I like that. Yeah. We change prices, but we have a go. How does the price increase? Agents got to have a crack. Yeah. 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 And so how long from kind of starting, you know, that new opportunity with Hoggett, him being the only one to give you that chance to them becoming a partner in the business. How long was that? Around? Four or five years. I've been with them now 28 years. Just rewinding, you say kind of you took a, well, let's call it a sabbatical, right? So you you were doing the eight years at McGrath and you, you took some time off and then you came back and you just, you got your head right and you said, I'm going to do this one day at a time and you know everyone's gone right, I'm going to go left. And you had somewhat of a marketing plan. What changed in that period to make you go, it's time to get serious, it's time to go one day at a time? I went to rock bottom. Well, some people don't ever hit rock bottom, but manage a lifestyle with work that's even more painful. To simplify it, I could give you people sit in front of all of us and have stories. To be completely honest, Gavin, I think at the end of the day, I was just a human being that wanted to change the way I felt. And I didn't work out that it's all part of living and, and I didn't understand how to let it progress through my body and understand it's not so real. You know, it's just something that passes through you, a happy feeling, a sad, we're going to go through it. Me, I... I kind of didn't get that. If I was happy, I wanted to enhance it. If I was sad, I wanted to change it. I grabbed for stuff to change the way I felt. That's as honest as I could answer this question. No, I like it too. And did you have any kind of mentors or anyone helping you through or therapists or anything like that? Or was it just kind of you self? Had plenty of really good ones and plenty of really bad ones. I had to have the bad ones. Great bad mentors are fantastic. Why? You learn what not to do. You need the bully. You need the ripoff. You need all of it. You need those lessons. You need everything. Right? It's great. Yeah. It's how you get down and get through it. And you need to do it yourself too. Yeah. You need to bully and you need to make a mistake and, you know, you need to say things out. You, We're all going to do it, man. Sure. We're all go down that road, but it's just how we learn from it, I think, is the key. 
that's where it comes back to, you know, my pattern of behavior mm -hmm. of what I am as a person, you know, that that's an extension of your real estate career. Just constantly wanting to evolve and improve? Or? Yeah, I do it now. Wake yeah. up today and see if I can do my best. Of course, I fail during every day, but I try to do my best every time. Sure. In the past, I had no intention of doing my best. Every emotion, everything, you know, money, this, good, yeah. selling, you know, there was nothing really there that measured me or, or brought me back to accountability. And you really have to get smacked. You have to I've got a mate today that is similar to me, mm -hmm. but manages to do it right throughout his life, whereas I just went down and collapsed and went right into that depth. So therefore, I had no choice. It was not living or- Sink or swim. Yeah. But he continues on and he's in a world of pain, but manages both. I think for me, that period was necessary and I didn't lean on anyone. I had to work it out for myself. You can't change unless you're willing to. I had to find that willingness. I've been punched in the face a hundred times. and You would have had a break dancer that might have been better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I find more, I feel like real estate's been the best teacher for me. It just has. I, I think it's- Psychology, it's, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. Can I tell you, you'll learn more from agents than you will from vendors. I learn from both. Yeah, but you'll learn a lot from agents. I love the vendors too, because I mean, some of the people we represent, they're very interesting, successful People that are, like you say, you absorb things yeah. when you're around. You can people. sell for a gardener or you can sell for a billionaire. It's gold. And then you just look at the difference patterns. Five years you became a partner. How did you build the team? Because you and Jeff have a really good thing. I mean, you look at a lot of teams in real estate. I've always been huge on the team, right? You've got Jerome, who started with me, he's now partner, PM, Ollie, who was my first uh, associate eight years yeah. ago. He's now a partner now. I think retaining good people is, is tough. Finding them is even harder. How did you and Jeff come about? Jeff and I have a similar background. We knew each other when we were very young. As I said, I wasn't looking for fantastic agents or fantastic people or yeah. something that was an edge or have a great interview. You want good humans. Yep. And I'll develop it from there. I like that. Yeah. And I'll get it from there because we're in for the long game. Yeah. I, I wasn't there for a short time. I had to create something that was going to last. I don't want to have to re-employ or- No. Yeah. I, want, no. You know, I, I, I get to work today because of Jeff and Anne. Yeah. And Andrew and Greg. I yeah. Don't, I don't go to work today for myself. And in your direct team now, it's Jeff and Anne, that's it, yeah? There's Jeff, Anne, and now I've got a new kid that's been with me for eight years that I promised that would come into my team, but he had to put some time in. He put in eight years as a property manager in leasing, and now he's 30, and he's now working with Jeff and I after eight and a half years, and he's now been there for two years. What's his name? Joss Reed. That's solid work, eight years, man. Effort. Far out. Mm. Jeff, at the time... Didn't have a car and had some tough luck. I We got a couple of suits and I said, if you work for me for a year for 500 bucks a week after that and you show me loyalty after for a year, I'll um, properly reward you and make you a part of my whole business. He, he did that and I could see pretty amazing human being and he was getting better and better and we were very different. Which works. Which works. And so therefore really some people gravitate to him. And now Jeff is uh, basically... Everything we sell, we take a part of. It's not whether you sell or I sell. We share in the spoils and we're we're one person and we were going to be that forever. But you've got to reward people. You know? have to. Yeah. At the time when I gave him what he got, he probably was due that in 10 years' time. If you show respect and get it early and you got the right human being, then 10 years beyond, you're still together. I mean, you look at us and think that there aren't similarities, but there are a lot of similarities. In no, I business. don't. I see similarities. There's a lot. Mm. So it's really interesting to hear your journey because, like I said, when we first sat down, the micro, I don't understand. I'm a bit taller than you. No. <laughs> Little bit. Oh. When I'm wearing heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me onto these shoes. Wow, that's unreal, man. Okay, so. It's the same but in different eras or decades. Correct. Yeah. 
I know you had a family. You've got two kids, right? Two boys, yeah. Two boys, right. You, you did that at what age? When I could be a father and a husband properly. So late 30s. Late 30s. Yeah. 37, 38? Not possible beforehand. 38. Kids, late 30s, 40s. How did that change your business? I'd already changed. Kids didn't need to do that to me. I do hear people say when I have a kid, I'm going to stop this or I'm going to start this. That's why I ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Focus, attention, energy. Interesting question. I'd already changed prior. When I get married, I'm going to change. No, I'd already changed. You did the work first. I already did the work first before I got married. So I was capable of doing the best I could as that person. No possibility prior to that. It's kind of like that phrase, you know, don't go hunting for butterflies, build a beautiful garden and they'll come, right? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, clean my side of the street, find a good side of the street and you two can meet in the medium strip yeah. and have a pretty good walk together. A relative of mine once say to me, uh, when I get married and have kids, I'll change this, this and this and this. Oh, no, no, no. that's got to change for you first. The exterior relationship or children aren't, isn't going to change that pattern of behavior. Is it hard to juggle... Your business, which is comprehensive, right? And being a good father and being a good husband? No, it's not hard. It's actually very easy. And also I've married a, a good woman. It's not hard, no. No, because when you're with kids and you're present, and I'm present all the time, yep. I'm not off or doing other things. I'm but present. you're also present at work. like I Present yeah. permanently. And there's not a like a tug of war type between the phone ringing late at night or a Sunday. And These days I pretty much know when the time's right to do business and when it's not and when it's to be with the kids or be with a wife or with a family. Like I, that comes with age. People ask for answers of that. Like I used to sit in front of a guy that recently passed away. He's 96. He was real respected and ask him a lot of questions before he passed. He was one of my old clients, a guy called Bob Ellicott. And he was a famous lawyer. Some of the answers he gave me, he can't get answers like that until age, you know. What was the key to your marriage? You know, he had a really long marriage and it was a beautiful marriage. He said, well, Jace, you can't have an argument with someone who has no need to be right in the relationship. And I was like, oh, I like that. Wow. That's gold. I need to find me one of those. (laughs) I said, so I got to not be right? (laughs) He said, how am I going to do that? That's gold. (laughs) But, you know, that's age. You know, yeah, it's like you say, you got you got to go through it. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe you can get there earlier by doing what you're doing. I mean, you ask a lot of questions with people when you meet them. I've no, seen do, you do yeah, it. Yeah. I've actually seen you ask me questions that steps out the front of Icon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're absorbing, yeah? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm, yeah. Yeah, and then you take what you need, leave the rest, Correct. move on to the next person. It's where you learn. Who was your mentor? I've had so many over the course Have of- you had some bad ones? What does a bad mentor look like? It's not bad. It's just his pattern of behavior. I have. They teach you- what not to do, like you said, I've had a lot of those, yeah. Yeah, and then the ability to realize, okay, there's another person and, it, you know, he would have done that to Gavin and, or me, it wouldn't have mattered, it's just a behavior. But my mind is conscious of taking note of those situations and based on what you've just said, yours is too. I don't think everyone has that or does that. What would you recommend in order to make sure you can- You mean to say you're reading the play so if it comes up again, you notice it? Correct. Okay, that's downloading. I've had to have gone through that period to- But it seems like you do it naturally. Mate, I did everything wrong naturally in the beginning. You know what I mean? So naturally now it was a survival thing. Yeah, look, it's a case of the best and the worst. You know, it's it's something that I learned as I was growing up, you know, who was going to be my friend, who wasn't, who wasn't. It's it's just one of those things. Your observation is what's inherent, I think. Some people delusionally don't have it with the greatest respect. But I'm or saying- might you- find it later or have it early and lose it because of- Early success. Yeah. But how would you train yourself to build that or can you train yourself to build that? Or is that kind of the same thing as hunger? It's either some people you either got it or you don't. I think it's different for everyone. 
we're trying to answer something that's complicated in each individual. Subjective. Yeah, we can create robots to behave a way to be good agents, but when do they get it right when they're in a living room? Like That's the thing. Sometimes. If you're good, more times than not. Don't you realize that you just knew it? I was always conscious of Maybe you had over, overcome some stuff that you felt insecure about, so therefore you worked out a way to be very... I just wanted to learn. Learning and progression. When you were dancing? Me. Yeah. Were you watching a lot of stuff? A lot. Copying a lot of stuff? Everything. Michael Jackson, a lot Justin of Timberlake. I used to watch them and then mimic them. And I used to do that surfing? Yeah. So what did we apply it to later on? Yeah, same thing. Mm. Want to be a good server? A good dancer? Watch a good surfer, watch a good dancer. Yeah. Want to be a good agent? Watch a lot of people, talk to a lot of agents, speak to them. You learn more from agents than vendors. Vendors, you learn about life, take or leave stuff. Agents are unreal. I do that many conjunctions in these days. I never used to. I used to be one of those. And yeah. I don't care about splitting. I just want to learn from the person, hang out with them for four weeks. Great. Yeah. Great learning tool. Yeah. I've done so many with so many different agents. Who's your favorite apart from me? <laughs> That's a really loaded question. <laughs> Look, mate, I've got along with some really classic ones. You know, some people get along with them and then you hear someone hates them. You know, always, you know, always. You, yeah, that's you, our business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm reflective of how they are to me. Yeah. Uh, I've had some great relationships with people like Bill Maloof, Billy Bridges in the old days, even Love though people Billy didn't Bridges. like him at the time. I liked he was a him mate always. of my dad's. I uh, never forget he was like first time he met me, he looked me up and down. He said, mate, if this doesn't work out, you'd be a great jockey. Yeah. Because he was involved in that, right? He was uh, involved in everything. <laughs> and it wasn't, I could name them, you know, Stephanie Farrow, James, but I get along with a lot of different array of people. And then there's ones that um, that I steer clear of. Of course. You know, and I don't have a problem with who or what they are. It's just not, you won't deal with them. Yeah, the energy I don't want around me, you know. So. so therefore, I mean, and you know what? I can change that, but sometimes when I'm getting a bit on, I, d- I don't really have the time to to want to change my perception of that person. But, you know, if you change the way you look at things, yeah, the things that you look at will change. I love that. If you want to change the way you're looking at a vendor and you're really down on them, you can just change the way you sit, write it down and try and change and you, your next couple of weeks will be different. I'll tell you something yeah. here. I yeah. remember complaining about a real estate agent once, a mate of mine. He's in real estate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I won't mention his name. You don't have to mention names, yeah. Having a laugh. Mm-hmm. I said, this guy, da, 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 and all I could do is just hammer this guy. And he goes, what's wrong with you? I said, what? He goes, it's like you don't. You think you're not in real estate. I mean, what are you going to expect? You're in real estate. You get competition. You're going to have edgy, bad, good. Yeah. So, like, then jump in the water, yeah? And yeah. you're going to surf all the time. You're going to run into a shark. Mm-hmm. If we don't want to get eaten by a shark, stay away from it. But don't complain about it. It's there. I remember my complaining about this bloke and he was like, you're in real estate, mate. You're going to get the good and the bad. It's true. And then I stopped complaining. <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense, right? It does because it's part of the process. Cool. It's good and, and, you know, it's the same with every industry. We got some low lows and some high highs. There, there are some extreme, you know. Yeah, there is. Aren't there? There is. And unless you've got a hold of yourself, you'll yeah. go up and down with them. You can level. You can. I think the key is working out how to implement structure to level. Well, that gets back to being a person rather than worrying about the character. So that character is going to be the same way whether they're using you or me. Yeah. And therefore, you can't take it personally. It's just their pattern of behavior. How you treat and respond to that is your choice. You think it's he's acting that way because of you. Oh, you're going to lose. Yeah, you're going to go down. 100%. Yeah, and you'll be out of the industry in 12 months. Yeah. yeah and you get belted by everything. Too, too many noses. <laughs> How many noses did you get? Oh, man, I get them today. <laughs> I get them all the time. I had one recently on the phone on the way here. Some girl that I, I've known for a very long time just told me she wasn't going to sell with me. And, um, you know, it didn't bother me. It was just it was, and the decision she's made is the right one because it's not my area. Yeah, I get them all the time. Yeah. 
You've done a lot of incredible deals over your time. And I know this is a hard question to answer, but if I were to say most memorable sale, who was it and why, what happened in terms of being exciting? What's the first one that comes to your mind? I have to divert the question to memorable client. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. So memorable sale for a client. I did a sale for a guy that was a gardener and it's to do with the appointment that I had prior. I had this particular guy that owned the penthouse and I'd been selling for him and he was just belting me for high heaven and I understood what he was all about, no yep. matter who he was using. And I went through a whole hour with this guy on the penthouse and the dialogue and the conversations. And, you know, he was telling me he's not settling unless they pay for the washing machine. He just made 10 million. Like it was, and he had stick and yeah. pads on the washing machine and, and his wife came in and there was all this stuff going on around me and I was observing it and, you know, I was rolling with it. And yep. I went downstairs to exchange another contract with the guy who was a gardener on the ground floor. Yep. And Same building. And I sat down there with this bloke and there was something, with, uh, it was a while ago, it was timing with my life. And he just sat with me as a person. We chatted, talked about a few things, asked me questions about myself. He could see I was a bit sort of whatever. Didn't enter into bagging when the you guy. Say, when you say whatever, you're a bit kind of jaded from the yeah, belting. Yeah, yeah. I tried to talk about the guy upstairs Yep. to him. And he said, don't worry about him, mate. I said, we know what he's like. Let's just talk about us. We don't want to waste our time. Love. Like he just. Flipped you. Yeah. He flipped me. We talked about other stuff, religion, and a few other things, sure. and maybe there was something about him. We got him a really good sale. His wife came in. His kids came in. It was Poetry. sliding doors. That wasn't a, the price or the sale, the big sale. It was the ability to see two worlds yeah. in one building in two hours. And so let me ask you something, because that's a big one for me. And right? I knew which one I wanted to be. I mean, any, any decent person. I'm not about. Pushing that on and off, a person that had lots of money. I've seen someone with lots of money also be that person. For sure. It's yeah. got nothing to do with money. No, it's got but to do this with was the- just the timing that was presented to me. Yeah. yeah. It's got to do with the person that, that well, you Well, that are. guy was happy. Yeah. Didn't even want to bag anyone. I couldn't, I couldn't even tie him into my problems. <laughs> which is perfect. Which is perfect, right? Yeah. On that, and, and this would have been a while ago, and that's it's something I wrestle with. I like having, and I've adopted it only in the last 12 months. Like a lot of this stuff you're talking about, I, I resonate a lot with it, and it's more practice I've been focusing on probably the last two, three years. Mm. If you get a client like the top level guy today, will you deal with them or not? Because my policy is a no dickhead policy. It's hard, isn't it? And this is what I'm going to say. It's very mm. challenging. But will you deal with a client who's just no matter what you do, no matter how hard you go, they're not happy. They make your life challenging. Every time they ring the phone, you're like, oh, I've got to deal with this. I'm going to get belted. But again, not taking it personally, they'd do it to anyone who was representing them. Do you take people like that on today? Or do you tell Jeff to take the comment <laughs> and run with it? <laughs> There's great, not so great, and dickhead. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these days- I'm talking about dickhead. Okay. So these days, if dickhead's ro- roaming between not so great and dickhead, yeah. I might throw them to Jeff now. Yeah. Uh, but I can handle dickhead today as long as I'm traveling well. I that's, don't think, a, that's an honest answer, yeah, man. Yeah. If I'm not traveling well, I can't handle it. Yeah. I can't handle it. I mean, you know what? Dickhead also can sell for the right price too. I sure. mean, like- I'm not even talking about the money or the sale. Do you know, I'm if talking- we flip to- dickhead into toxic- yeah. Then I'm I'm gone. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I can handle patterns of behaviour, but yeah. toxicity and um an energy that really sort of saps from you. Yeah. And that could be like fifty co- good conversations. Sure. Get that one. Can almost do do more damage to your take too much of your lifetimes. Yeah. Like you know that there's a client I just sold for. I'm never going to get that five weeks back. Yeah. <laughs> That's gone in my life. So sometimes it's about how much time you need to focus on that person. If you have a client that wants so much of your time, oh, man. and you need probably you give them ten percent of that. Oh man. Toxic. Yeah. You get a few of them? Yeah. Yeah. 
We like short conversations with a punch, don't we? Yeah. But look, if I'm interested, I'll have long conversations. I mean, for me- But the person needs to be interesting. For sure. Yeah. For sure. There are some toxic ones. I won't deal with it. Like I had one client who was just, the person was, they were a drunk. And so Mm. they'd say one thing, do another thing. Like you said, similar to your top. The way I was feeling after having conversations with them in a four-week process and I just turned around and I said, scrap the agency. This is recent. This is like the last six months. Forget about it. Get someone else to help you. Mm. She couldn't believe it. She was like, oh, 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 I've got this house and this house in the family. And I said, there's lots of agents out there. You won't have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I wish you the best of luck with it. So, but the, the person was toxic themselves or the the, the drinking afterwards? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was an unusual, but like, and I'm interested after, because you've been doing it a while, right? And so it's like- I do walk away the answers. Yeah, I do. That's what I, I Yeah. I, so I do walk away now from it. I'm not focused on the money. I pretty easily can see the higher level now and, and be in a living room for someone for the right reasons. Yeah. And if, if it's not going to be valued by them, no matter way, which way we turn, they're going to hammer me, I walk away. Yeah especially when they're too high in price. Yeah. I get it. You come to my house, Gav, I'm going to want more money for it. We all do. Of course. We're all the same. Same with the unit you had once in Potsdam. Like we all, yeah. do, we all, I get that. It's not disrespectful. We're all got it. It's just how much. I took a hit on that unit. <laughs> you saw up like 350 grand. I make Simon like, Cohen a lot of money. I can make you. And <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. Never you bought did. <laughs> that was, he, he got a good place. His place was great. Yeah, it's Have amazing. It's really nice. He did a great job, but he listened to me. And now he's going to make it. <laughs> he did really well. Yeah, he'll do well. I'll walk away. With, with certain people. Yeah. I had a client that brought an agency agreement into me once and I sold his property for a good price. And yeah. He's a mate of mine, brought someone, a young guy in with him, said that you didn't give me the agency back within 24 hours and I just got him a good price. So I, I want you to charge me half commission. And I have a friend of 20 years. I It's just recent actually. And well, I, what, a guy came in? He sold a property. He came in and the agency didn't get back to him within 24 hours. Right. So weeks yeah. later when I got yeah. him a good price, and it was a good price, he right. came in with someone who was big known himself. He's, After the sale? Yeah, between sale and no. and said, oh. you didn't give it back to me within 24 hours. So, he, you know, I want you to charge me half and, you know, really he didn't get what I wanted, but I still got him a good price. Okay. Well, how many scenarios do we have like that, right? Yeah, so I... I thought about it and I flipped it. So I went out and got the file and he was with another bloke, young guy impressing him. And I, I just didn't think my mate had this in him. And I've come back with a file. I said to him, I said, look, here's your file. I said, we're still mates. We're still going to say hello to each other in the street. I'm going to not mention anything about it or your name. There's your file. I want none of your commission. It's consider it free. There's your file back. And I took his power away from the young bloke who was impressing because I. And what did he do? He said, no, 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 I want to pay. I said, no. I said, you're not paying me anything. So he was going down, I was going up. That's why, you know, a couple of years ago, it's just crazy. He couldn't handle it. He said, I know, I'm, I said, I don't want a dime. Even if you try to get it, I don't want any of your money. I want to show you what it means to me. I'll say, I'll still be your friend, but probably will never do business again. And I'll say hello. No one's going to know about this except for the guy that you brought in today. But there's your file and I'm not going to charge you anything. It's crazy. So I've done that a couple of times in a different sort of way. But like, he went from controlling the situation to like, oh, they know they're doing the wrong thing, right? In that situation, they really do. Well, the answer was it's just business. I said, well, this is just business. Yeah. I'm giving you free business. Yeah. So, I mean, depends on who you want to be. Yeah, I think there are very few agents who would do that. Like I had in a scenario a couple of years ago, really high profile guy, signed at agency, exclusive. We were on, competed with the business between signing and prepping it, putting it on the market. 
Um, another agent had walked a, a buyer through, called me up. Oh, a contract just came on my desk. It's at this price. This is like three, four years ago. I'm going to take the offer. I'm like, well, we got an agency agreement. They don't. He's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take the offer. You know, my team's been working on it for X and okay. But I'm like, just be honest with me. When did this happen? Be honest with me. We can work something out. It's no problem. Obviously wasn't honest. And he's like, look, our fr-, and he was a friend. Our friendship means a lot. I want to meet you tomorrow. That's wanna- a hard one. I said, mate, we can say hello in the street. But we'll never do business again. I do. I, I work very similarly. Yeah, so it's so, interesting to because there are a lot of people who wouldn't do that. Got to separate it. You have to. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, there's a lot worse than that. For sure. Yeah. And we're talking. Re, we're talking real estate here. You know what I mean? People take away someone's health, and then we get serious. You 100%. know. Yeah. Does anything shock you these days, or do you kind of feel like you've seen it all, been it all? I mean, because that story then that shocks me. But I thought no, no. <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, sometimes some of the training shocks me a bit yeah. with, the, with, with the way that. Everyone compounds so much stuff on people when they can need to keep it a bit simple. Yeah. You know, when you mean compounds, you mean like cold A lot cold. of pressure on people coming uh, into the industry yeah. and what they've got to be and what they've got to do and who yeah. they've got to be and how they're going to get there. And that, yeah. that, that, that sort of shocks me today. Yeah. You know, rather than just getting in the job, getting around some good people like yeah. yourself, putting some yards in, looking after your own personal life, meeting a nice girl, going to have, you know, and then eventually grow because it'll happen yeah. naturally. Yeah. You don't have to force it as much as everyone says you do. Well, look, it happened for you. Someone hangs out in your office for the next two, three years, shows some loyalty, doesn't ask for a single thing, you're going to reward them. In spades. So, But it doesn't happen a lot. No, does. no, it doesn't happen. It does. So that's, it seems- that's, probably, that's probably the shock part I've got. I don't know. Sometimes I shock myself with trying to be good and then I end up bad again. That's where I get shocked. I think, doing my best to try yeah. and just do the next right. Did I really say that? I'm 54 and I'm trying and I've just- you reckon you got another 15 Wake up least? tomorrow and try again, Jace. Yeah. Wake up tomorrow. You Go just again. lie through your teeth. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've been doing your best. That shocks me. Yeah. Sometimes I get insecure and the shit that comes out of my mouth. That shocks me. Interesting. Because I thought I got it right, the daily thing. You reckon you got at least another 15? Don't know, Gav. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know. You're fit as hell. Yeah, I am now with the surfing with the kids all the time, but I don't know. No, 15, 70. I'll be doing something. I don't know if it'll be. As much as you know, how much energy it takes. Oh, you, you know, you're. I see you're up early. Yep. You go and have coffee down at Nico's. Yeah. Great oh, coffee, Nico. Great. <laughs> I love Post Point. I lived there for a long time. No, Nico's at Bondi, the new one. Ciao. Where? Uh, Bondi, the new coffee shop. Not um, Renee's. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great. He's coffee. great. Yeah, I like that. Nico. He'll, he'll love you giving him a plug. <laughs> no, sure. his coffee's good, and he's he's a good man. Takes a lot of energy to keep going and you got to keep going and going and go. What about when they ask you six days a week? Do you like that six days a week? What a load of bullshit. You're probably home on Friday at 12 o'clock doing nothing. <laughs> I'm solid six days a week. I'm not. Sometimes seven. No, I'm but not. But you've been doing a lot longer too. In fairness to what you just said and, you know, other people like Alex doing the, doing those nut, that, those hours that he does. Yeah. Completely different business model. I did right? do it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You I, have to at yeah, the beginning. I did. I did. I before was you have a name, before you have that market, you've got to. You've yeah. got to do. I was it. finishing work on a Saturday at five o'clock. Yeah. I, I don't finish work. I finish at maybe one, two, or three. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. I got I mean, AP's got a completely different business model. To I think same with James. Everybody. I was talking doing a listing with conjunction with James Ball. The hours they're working, just they're out. They're insane. Yeah. yeah. You have to. They're really committed. I'm committed too, but. I just probably don't do as many clients now. I think where I'll be in the future is is working well for a client and, yep. good, and less less clients. Still kicking the ball, doing the right thing, working for the client, not so much the numbers or the sale. I think that's the future. It's a future that's sustainable as you get older. Working for the client, having a relationship, trying to get a good price, not too many numbers. Enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, and just keeping it, you know. Simple. Maybe four surfs a week instead of 40. Yeah, love that. 
where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'll keep this pace up for a while because I'm, I'm 36, 46. I'll still be able to be going hard. When I hit 50 is when... Did you have a low before 36? A low? Like a, a rock bottom. I've had, oh, rock bottom. Never really a rock bottom. I've had lo- I have lows. But, you know, you don't need to have one to have the peripheral vision that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, never, never. A you rock can body. see them from other people. Yeah, and learn. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I was just always, always hungry and focused on progressing and and motivated, you know. But I, I think when I hit fifty, there are a couple of guys who are 50, 60, who who keep up the pace, and I, that's not that's not going to be me. No way in hell. Yeah, I can't. No, I, I'm more, I'm more your vibe, but I'm fifty plus for sure. <laughs> I want to want to wrap up on. I mean, you've given a, a lot of golden nuggets there, and I like what you said about you know the new guys today and what they're forced to kind of do, and and that's a really really golden nugget for me, right? Just to be a good person and and not complicate it too much, play the long game, yeah, play second grade for a while, and be in a good football team. Anything else you'd add to that? It's important to play the long game. They get them in here and thrash them out and pump them full of information and everything they need to do bit to be successful. I just. I think they need to work themselves out at the same time and um, be loyal. Key. Uh, to people, show respect, Key. and eventually you'll, people that are, if you're in a good place, in a good company, they'll reward you and, and you'll, you'll evolve naturally. Gavin, I think probably a really important thing, I've always seen good assistants who are loyal become good real estate agents. Always. 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 Oh, oh, I could name. It's a really good point. I could name 10 yeah. right now that have been great. And loyal, and have become killers. They wasted themselves. their time. Yeah, how's your how do you bang on? Yeah, well, and I've it. seen them become great real estate agents. I've not often seen the reversal. Yeah, they could still become good agents. Nah, there's always exceptions to the rule. Yeah, to but about. I think it's important to develop that patience, yeah. loyalty, and being around the right people. Yeah, you know, you really do develop if you get a, vi- a visual of what's right and wrong. I, I think it really comes in later on, yeah. and you're not realizing. Sure. Yeah. Same with dialogue. How's that work for you? I love it, Jay. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks <laughs> for coming. We didn't get into in. a lot of things, but no, no, that that's everything to me. And I, I know your time is valuable. I hope we didn't take away from too many listings or no, mate, or too many surfs. Well, hang on. I think I've got about ten listings to go to now, <laughs> buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your time. Ta. Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.